Bathurst champs, David Reynolds and Luke Hilden are live on the splash and we break down the Socceroos situation. It's Wednesday the 11th of October. Yeah, esteemed guests are in the podcast bunker. Joining myself, Phil Pryor, welcome to the splash. We, of course, have to talk football after a huge night for the Socceroos, which has turned into a huge 24 hours uh, following Ange Postacoglu's decision to quit the top job. Um, Fox Football editorial lead Dave Weiner joins the splash a bit later for a full rundown of everything Socceroos related. A call to the Fox footy team covering the AFL trade period, doing an unbelievable job down in Melbourne, of course. All those details, all the updates, live blogging, etc. on the Fox Sports website. Please go and check out that rolling coverage. Everything that happens uh, is well documented, clearly documented on the Fox Sports website. Max Lawton and Riley Beveridge have already joined us this week on The Splash. But today... No room. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, look, first up, we've got a couple of big fish in the podcast bunker. And, of course, I'm talking about uh, Will Dale and uh, AJ Hawkins. Um, <laughs> no, we have the winning Bathurst 1000 team, Dave Reynolds and Luke Yulden. It is an absolute pleasure to have you both on board. Welcome to The Splash. Yeah, thanks, man. How, how cool is this? I still can't believe it. I don't know about you, Davey, but far out, I'm still pinching myself. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. And Will Dale also on a mic. We we didn't have one for AJ. He he uh, he helped us out last week previewing the big uh, weekend. But uh, he's also in here because there's plenty happening today. The uh, the winning team has come in, um, following of course a sensational uh, weekend uh, up at Mount Panorama, um, and they've got a quite a number of media. Uh, things to, to get through here at Fox Sports Studios today. Dave, run us, run us through what you're doing today. Uh, what am I doing today? Struggling through life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, yeah, it's just been a really big week for us. But um, today yeah. we're doing uh, The Splash. We're doing our own Fox Sports Motorsport podcast. And then we do Inside Supercars and RPM. And then I'll get to go home. Oh, nice. To bed. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's where we'll start. You, you, you mentioned to me um, before uh, we jumped on air that you didn't even have the energy to go out and party on Mate, Sunday night had, down at the Ox in Bathurst. I had none, nothing left to give. <laughs> I was absolutely cactus. Yeah. It was a really, really tough week for us. Not tough, but just long and mm. just the track takes so much out of you mentally and physically that we were just toast at the end. Yeah, it's un- But I wish I did go out because... You know, I like getting messed up. <laughs> I really well, that, do. That, yeah, that's that's where uh, things that never get mentioned ever again happen. Happen, yeah. Um, uh, particularly, I spoke to AJ about that last week, actually. Uh, Luke, did you have any energy to go out and party? No, mate, I, I was with Dave. We're still at the track at 10.30, 11 o'clock. Really? Just, just, yeah, just, just commitments. And um, we both went back to the house. It was just us two. Uh, we yep. were lucky enough there was a couple of beers in the fridge. I oh, no, don't know how they got there. Room <laughs> service. <laughs> Stole those and had a bit of a laugh and a, and a beer. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then but crashed. But if, if we did go out, it was either going to be, you know, a really, really substantial one or I was going to go to hospital. Either <laughs> one. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, we saw Tim Slade obviously get out of his car um, oh. about an hour. Wonderful segue. About an about an hour before before the end of the race, and and he needed immediate medical attention. Mm. Um, it it was warm up there on the weekend, right? Uh, it wasn't that bad actually. Like the race wasn't too hot, okay. but it's just. I don't know, I think Slade had a few failures, like his cool suit failed, his uh, drink bottle failed, and his helmet air failed, so Jeez. he was just toast to the end. But he's a super fit character, and um, I don't know, I think the fitter you are, the, the more you struggle with the heat for some reason, because you're too skinny. Yeah. You know, this this the, this year I haven't done a lot of exercise, and I'm a little bit heavier than normal, <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually coped with uh, all the races a lot better. Wow. I'm That's... just more knackered at the end, yeah. but yeah. I seem to do better during the races, or I feel better. Okay, that's yeah, that's really interesting. Which is completely different to everyone else's philosophy. They always <laughs> yeah. they always wank on about being really fit and exactly doesn't really yeah. help understand. Oh, they they tweet about it, but they're probably really not doing it. No, they just <laughs> ride to the coffee shop, which is a k away, and ride yeah. back. Well, I think back to a few years ago, um, one of those sports drink companies had that. Um, who's the ultimate athlete? And uh, yeah, the, Win Cup yeah, was yeah, put forward from Rexona. Motorsport, and he held he Rexona, yeah, and he held up really well against. You know the the likes Mate, of. It was um, so funny because like he had, <laughs> they're all like ripped like physiques and stuff, and Wincut had like a pot belly. He hosed <laughs> them in most of them. Yeah, yeah, that was it crazy. Was funny. So, boys, how how does this uh, change your life now that you've won the the big one? Well, it doesn't help my girlfriend help me clean my house at all, or cook <laughs> dinner or anything. She doesn't want to help the king out. <laughs> so Self-professed king. It doesn't help me at all. <laughs> oh, I don't, you drove I, to work the other day? I had, yeah, I, had, I, fl- I flew back. I got back Monday night, and then I had to do some photos for her for her Instagram stuff in the morning, which I didn't want to really get out of bed, and then I had to drive her to work, and yeah, my life sucks. <laughs> 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 I, I was back to reality pretty fast. I've got two young girls, and yeah. they've been run, you know, running the mark. And they don't treat you any differently, no, do they? Just, they don't know what you've done. <laughs> no, no idea. No. She she lets me know that if I spear off or something. I, one of the comments was, "Why'd you spear off at the last corner, Dad?" Like, you know what I mean? It's like, "Are you trying to drive a six hundred horsepower You're car so and shit, Dad?" Down right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, uh, Dave. Obviously, uh, coming from uh, Albury, which is just. Um, Aussie rules focused left, right and centre in, in footballing terms um, if you become a premiership player whether it's AFL or Ovens and Murray or whatever you just seem to for the rest of your life you walk around with that spring in your step like yeah I've won a premiership like to, premiership. is that sort of surely that's how you can sort of <laughs> oh, treat life now as well you know mate not you're really a Bathurst like winner it's, yeah it's, it's a really it's a really good tag but you know in two weeks we have another race and I'll be forgotten about. Not <laughs> forgotten, but, you know, I'm, I'm, my focus has already shifted onto another race already. I mean, you did clock up Lap of the Mountain Goat in the, I did, in yeah. the top 10 And then I was out. smoked. <laughs> and I was... Yeah. Yeah, that I was... I was hosed the next time. Well, yeah. you, you were McLaughlin. the John Bow to Scotty's Greg Moe. I was about to say I was the John Bow. Yeah. <laughs> did with, you... With less beard. <laughs> did you go up and, um, and find Scotty McLaughlin after the race and sort of have a bit of a moment? You know, he it was obviously king of the Saturday and then you were king of Sunday he just didn't have the luck on the on the big bigger day yeah exactly uh, uh, I, I, he texted me and said congratulations and I said thanks man yeah, maybe yeah. things could have been a bit different for you <laughs> I don't know better luck next time <laughs> uh, Will kid. I felt really sorry for him though because they yeah, had a yeah. you know they had an extremely fast car um, yeah it was he did a massive lap into the shootout but 
mate, there's a hundred, there's a thousand kilometres you've got to get through, not just one. And he yeah. only he only did twenty five laps of the race as well. He he was sitting was that helpless. Early. In, yeah, he mm. was sitting helpless in the garage when yeah. car seventeen went off song with Prem at the wheel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the unfortunate reality of the the endurance aspect of the uh, the supercar man. season, exactly. Inverse um, machine. Yeah, big time. And and Will uh, last week on the splash previewing the big weekend, um, we all took David Reynolds for the win <laughs> because we wanted to did see you? him doing something no, ridiculous on the on the podium. Yeah, I talked it up. Like um, I, I, ex- I kind of expected. I think I said the exact words. I was expecting, you know, the full Anthony Gobert, you know, kit <laughs> off, nakedness, suit out into the crowd. Oh yeah, jeez, we forgot about that. I don't know. <laughs> too too cooked. I did, I did say too mate, cooked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've got my own personal reasons. <laughs> but I'll tell you off air. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a it's a nice tease. Uh, that doesn't help the listeners of no, the podcast. No, 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 no. It probably does. Let's let's be let's be fair. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. To be fair. Well. No, but, uh, talk. Oh, sorry, Dave. I, <laughs> no, no. I just you know it's all the celebrations half the you know part of the show really and oh, yeah. I hate people just get there and get their trophy and they just just do something fucked up man please <laughs> for our sake watching I, I don't know if I have to bleep that but it, but he said it so maybe not he maybe. always bleeps me out it sucks <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the to the bleep bo- goes too long and then you kind of miss everything around it I reckon it's part of the fun you got to figure out what the word was no but then there's the preceding words after it that let it run. Like <laughs> I, I had this issue just the other day as well. We'll work on that. What are your thoughts, Will? You're a, you're a, under, you're a Fox Sports employee as well. Oh, I'd, if taking my Fox Sports hat off, let it run, let it go. <laughs> but I'm not the one paying the fine, so just send it to me, man. I've had plenty. <laughs> had plenty. Fair enough. Yeah, your your mouth has got you into trouble a few times, yes. Dave. Uh, yes, not just my mouth, but. Many other things I've done on the track has got me fines too, <laughs> believe it or not. Oh dear. Will, how are you recovering after the, the weekend? Because it's not easy for the, the journos running around pit lane either. Gee, I didn't do a single lap and I'm wrecked. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> recovering. I don't, I don't know how you guys did it. Like, yeah, that's it. It's a full week. Like We roll into the track. We, well, we run a live blog. We cover every session here at Fox. And then when the race is over, then we kick into high gear doing all the post-race stuff. So mm. I think our day ends... I think our day started. Actually, it probably matched you guys. Like, in t- if you guys were wrapping up still at the track at ten, like it was pretty similar to that. Yeah. Like, mm. this that's the thing. There's ultimately what twenty six stories out there of tales of woe, tales of wonderful finishes like you boys and with Dale and Chris Pitha finishing yeah, massive, fourth. I know. Fantastic team result. But best performing team of pit lane. Exactly. Never, yeah. never would have picked that. <laughs> Even though I believed in them, never would have picked it. Oh man, that's awesome! Look, we we better leave it there and and uh, save some some chat for the the motorsport podcast, uh, which you guys will will get into uh, up next. Luke, that was a pretty weird sort of interview, wasn't it? I don't even know what we covered. Mate, any time we go with Dave, it's weird, man. So, <laughs> weird, so wonderful. It's actually if at least it's not, have my clothes if, on. Yeah, if it's not weird, it's not normal anymore. <laughs> oh, no. There's something wrong. He's sick. <laughs> Well, congratulations, boys. Uh, I, th- I think you two are the, the biggest fish that we've had on the on the splash so far. So, there you go. That's something. Cool. He's quite yeah. heavy, I know. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Cheers, man. Well, that was fun. David Reynolds, he certainly is a character. Uh, that's for sure. What was also fun was was this. Clever ball for Robbie Cruz. Hangs it up. Cahill! There it is! 
Oh yeah. Timmy Cahill. International goals for Timmy Cahill. Deadlock broken. Order restored. Yeah. And all rise for the greatest goal scorer Australia has ever seen. I mean, fun or stressful. Uh, Dave Weiner and Brendan Speed join me on the splash quickly. Fun or stressful, boys? Pretty stressful last night. I was out there at <laughs> ANZ Stadium and uh, the only scoreline, of course, that could take us to extra time and potentially penalties was a 1-1 draw. And that yeah, looked, uh, yeah. looked like a good result when we conceded the uh, lead <laughs> to uh, the Syrians pretty early on. And then yeah, exactly. who gets us back into the game but Tim Cahill and then the stress levels go up because one more away goal for Syria and we have to score two more. So, yeah, yeah. Um, gee, there were moments when... it one little flick and Syria were in on goal and we would have been curtains but mm. uh, they also hit the post there at the death. Well, I was going to say if an away goal is worth two shouldn't a post be worth one? <laughs> well well that's the easy way to look at it all I can say is that post should be framed and put in the same museum <laughs> where the penalty spot that John Aloisi's uh, spot kit yeah. went from is as well. I mean, we had our own post luck uh, or di- uh, lack of luck during the, the, the leg as well. Look we we did, and failing to take our chances was a, a narrative that was starting to bubble along uh, for the Socceroos towards the back end of the campaign. But I think what really stands up, uh, comparing to that, is Tim Cahill just being peerless when the pressure is on. Mm. Um, the 28th country he scored against for the Socceroos, even playing a pinch-hitting role, he's now scored 11 goals in this World Cup qualifying phase, <laughs> 50 for his country. Yeah, I mean, the amazing. guy is just an ornament to the game, and... I mean, I know I'd love to hear what Speedy has to say about uh, the fact that the two killer balls came from Lecky and Cruz who ran kilometres upon kilometres yeah. of work before they could get to those moments of brilliance. Um, but before, before you, you mentioned that, I mean, I just, I just think it's, it was the most extraordinary performance from Cahill who hasn't even played an A-League game this season, mm. um, bailed us out once again. We will talk about the CONCACAF qualification shortly. What did you make of the, of the supply speed? Yeah, I know Anne said after the game we butchered a number of crossing opportunities, but geez, I'd love to see those two just without the defensive burden. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cruz was forced to play a left wing back, of course, when Brad Smith went off, and that's an unfamiliar role for him. And I think most people are crying out for Matt Leckie not to be required to play a right wing back role because he's got to go up and down. He's a wonderful athlete, but you saw when he was fresh the kind of ball that he did provide Mm. for Tim Cahill. That's the best ball Leckie's ever put in. But Mm. maybe Tim Cahill makes it look good. If Juric was uh, the central striker, then would Juric have got on the end of it? Mm. Would he have made the same run as Tim Cahill? And then I think most people watching the game, you see Cahill is obviously tired, as you say. He hasn't played any A-League games yet. And people would have been saying, take him off. But Ange's going, he's my only finisher who's guaranteed to score. So he left him out there for 120 minutes. And then to rise above a defender who's got him by about 10 centimetres, to rise above him, spring-heel Jack, in the 109th minute, and then head home again is just unbelievable. And I actually uh, did a little Q&A with Lisa Devanna last night, and she's ho- she was hoping to yeah. be Australia's <laughs> first goal scorer at a 50. And I said, so are you, you know, you got the voodoo doll out on Tim Cahill tonight. And she said, oh, no, we'll still cheer on Timmy. And sure enough, he gets the 50 on the uh, big stage like that. Yeah, and save save the, the in-depth analysis for the Fox Football Absolutely. Podcast, boys, which, of course, you'll be recording uh, straight after this uh, in the podcast uh, bunker. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had a... Adam Peacock on the splash last week and we we're both saying to one another just feels like there's a Timmy Cahill moment around the corner because it had been a while um, but look moving along Dave yep. uh, you're in here uh, 
as as Fox Football's digital lead to break the big stories. So break it right here, right now for us. Who do the Socceroos now have to play in this next phase of World Cup qualification? It's been a dizzying morning of news because you turn around from last night, which was just edge of your seat stuff. This morning, uh, we're looking at is Argentina going to qualify for the World Cup? Mm. Minutes later, Ange Postacoglu bombshell drops from David Vudovic to the Herald Sun. And at the same time, the US, who were third yeah. at the World Cup, playing Trinidad and Tobago in sixth spot, butcher it <laughs> and a leapfrog by Panama, meaning Australia has a trip to Honduras, which is wow. just World Cup qualifying furnace 101 speedy. It's, uh, at its best. Dangerous city. Football diehards. Yeah. The stakes just could not be any bigger. And a couple of levels up from here on level one, the YouTube links were being found <laughs> and we're watching all the CONCACAF. Someone's got one game, the Panama game on their mobile phone. Then the YouTube on the computer's got the cost of another game going on and, and so Mexico-Honduras is on another person's phone and we're just calling out what's happening in the oh, respective man. games. And Panama... It got to a situation where you're thinking, if Panama take the lead here, the USA are out and Panama are automatic qualifiers. And sure enough, in the 88th minute, they stream through, score a goal, Panama go into delirium. USA are labouring against Trinidad and Tobago, 2-0 down, got it back to 2-1, couldn't find an equaliser. They are out. The USA former players are just going berserk, oh, saying, man. how did this happen? They were in pole position, yeah. just needed a draw. Oh. And, and the other two teams fell behind and came back and won, both Panama and Honduras. The Mexicans might have uh, see, seen what the scenario was and said, "Oh well, if we lose, USA are out here. Though, we could we could deal with that." And and how's this? Uh, one one of the my colleagues just mentioned before, Fox Sports US, our uh, our our media siblings paid through the teeth for World Cup oh, TV listen, rights. One of the things people often say is, why have CONCACAF got so many spots? Three go through automatically. The fourth is a half spot, and there's only six teams. Well, the US are meant to be at the World Cup, and exactly. they've blown it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you thought Australia had talking points, the, they're going to be absolutely erupting in the US, and at the same time at FIFA HQ, they're going to have the bean counters out as we speak, doing all the maths for what it's going to cost them that the US aren't at the World Cup. Exactly. It's just crazy. Apparently, the Netherlands have missed out as well. It's all happening this morning, but let's uh, keep more to an, an Australian perspective, uh, boys, and... Speedy, you're in here for uh, for opinion. Give us some, you know, some bold takes. But so, talk to me about this Ange Postacoglu situation, Dave. What? Uh, how did how did this transpire? First of all, look, it's a scoop of all scoops from uh, Dave Davudovich, who we know very well here at Fox Sports. We need to hear from Ange Postacoglu. We need to hear from the FFA, which by the time you listen to the splash, may have actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Stay look, tuned on the foxsports.com.au website. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm completely rattled and thrown by it because even though there's been a lot of talk about would Ange make it through to the World Cup, would he fall in his store, would he be sacked, is he the right man for the job, ultimately we have a playoff in a couple of weeks' time that this kind of stuff we don't need. Mm. Um, we need some yeah. co- continuity through there. We, need, we don't need these kind of um, distractions because we've got enough on our plate as it is. Yeah. Um, and until we hear from Postacoglu, you know... We, we, we don't, don't we know don't, for we, sure. We don't really know what's going to go on from here. It is very much a you know word word from a source. So 
massive couple of days coming up as, as we find out the truth to that rumour. Yeah, Speedy? And Honduras play a 4-2-3-1 formation, which is what a lot of people want the Socceroos to go back to instead of this back three. I just look at the way when the Socceroos do play this formation under Ange, they get carved up. They got carved up last night by the Syrians. It was just too easy once Milligan turned it over in midfield. Yeah. One pass and they're in and they, they score a goal. And you look at this Honduras uh, attacking uh, setup. They've got a young 21-year-old who's carving it up in the MLS at the moment. They've got Eddie Hernandez, 16 goals in 35 games. They've got some really talented athletic strikers mm. who, if we keep playing this back irony? three, will just carve us up over there in yeah. the first league, I think, and, and they've got goals in them. Mm. Uh, and then we'll struggle to turn it around back home. So uh, if, if Ange is in charge of that game, I, I think he's got to think about going back to a 4-2-3-1 and match up against the opposition the right way and back ourselves in. Well, frankly, Speedy, and, and I know we'll go into more depth on, on the uh, football podcast, but with Leckie suspended, I almost think he's got no choice because it's just it's a, you can go with Risden, who is the, the, the nominal right back. You can go with Abay, it's the nominal left back, and just get the result you need over there. Play, yeah. play off football, home and away, you know what the setup is you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you can see the 85th minute like we did in Malacca where you're copying an early goal naively mm. at home these are these are the fine margins that we're just we're, we're just not taking we're not, we're not cashing in on at the moment but I'm, I'm with you as well if Ange Postacoglu doesn't talk today or the FFA doesn't come out with a statement then this is just going to go on and on and it only backfires against the Socceroos yeah. I think we, now that Davutovic's gone with the story I'm sure they don't want to answer every time uh, Davutovic puts a story <laughs> up but this is one that needs to be answered now we need to know what Ange's plans are because if he's got a, a deal that maybe kicks in with a club team like his, his ambition has been to go to Europe yeah. if suddenly that's come up and he's thinking well maybe in December that role's there for me I'd rather take that and do away with all these um, undermining that mm. this story suggests is the reason for him uh, pulling the pin um, we need to get clarification on what's going on yeah so before we wrap yep. up one more thing where where do you guys sit with Ange and and what's happened in the last even just a few months, but even beyond that, I know, Speedy, you've detailed uh, your sort of uh, disagreement with their formation uh, on the pitch, but just how he's conducted himself in, in the media and in the public and stuff like that, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it feels very sour right now. Well, I, I answered a very similar question you threw at me a couple of weeks back and said, you've given me 35 seconds, I ne- we could spend 35 minutes <laughs> to an hour on it. So in one sentence, Ange has gone from the darling of Australian football, the guy that steered Australia to the Asian Cup win in 2015, mm. to this crazy situation at the moment where he, in, the thing that is I find the most confusing is the talk about, I want us to play good football at the 2018 World Cup. A, we've got to get there. B, now if we do get there, potentially you're not going to be there. Yeah. For me, it uh, there's a lot of... I know Tim Cahill's got the word legacy attached to him, but there's going to be a lot of talk about that in the next couple of days and weeks. And there's a lot of pride in what he does. He's done some unbelievable stuff with uh, the Brisbane Roar and all the success there, and also, as you say, the Asian Cup uh, with the Socceroos. But he brought in this formation because the, the we've got Aaron Moy, who's a star. We've got Tom Rogic, who's a star. You want to throw Troisi in there as well, but... Mm. Uh, even last night, there were too many of those attacking midfielders on the pitch to, to work out what they were trying to do. And, and 
It's so frustrating to watch because Aaron Moy can drop a ball on a dime in behind for anyone. Mm. So if you play the 4-2-3-1, you get Lecky, who's playing well in Germany as a right winger. You get Robbie Cruz, who's playing well in Germany as a left winger. And then they play outside and then they can whip the balls into Tim Kale. You'll get more chances. The players will be on the same page. Well done on trying to break up the formation and come up with that 3-5-2. But it's clearly shown that there's not many goals in Australia with this formation at the moment. Go to a 4-2-3-1 that the players can play with ease and uh, and they'll probably flourish in this yeah. next leg. And, yeah. and you also match up with Honduras, who you know are going to go 4-2-3-1. Yeah, yeah. well said, Speedy. Uh, we'll leave it there. Um, I'm, I'm going I'm to get out of here and let you boys record... Uh, the Fox Football Podcast reacting to all this Socceroos stuff in more detail and I'm also going to try and escape the uh, the, really? <laughs> the, the drilling or the whatever whatever's going on in this building uh, we're, we're fixing things left right and centre um, anyway thanks for your help on, on the splash today boys cheers mate and that's it that's, that's it for your Wednesday edition uh, until tomorrow that's a wrap